0: Welcome to the Needham Say More podcast. After a little hiatus, I'm Aaron Pressman,
1: and I am Doug Fox. Thanks so much for joining us again.
0: This is uh, episode ten, or maybe this is like season two, episode one. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> we took a we took a, uh, a short, somewhat short uh, COVID hiatus. I guess technically long, considering we hadn't had the podcast for that long. But as Aaron and I were looking at our long list of topics, there were. There were quite a number of them that felt a little tone deaf based on the serious things that were going on. But now that uh, our Needham alumnus and Governor Charlie Baker has given the okay to start opening up our economy again, uh, the uh, Needham Say More podcast is, is back in business in, a, in our continued socially distanced way.
0: That's right. We're separate, so uh, sound quality is a little down, but, uh, but we'll, we'll keep the spirit up.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Lots of enthusiasm.
0: The topic we wanted to talk about, which is very timely right now, is, you know, the fundamental of our town government in Needham is the town meeting. Our elected 240 representatives who every year approve the budget and zoning changes and all kinds of other things. And how do you actually go about doing that in a time of a pandemic when you can't really gather 240 people in a room together anymore? So the town has been discussing it. Um, Last night, the select board Opted for one idea. I'm interested. uh, Let me explain, and then Doug, I'll get your impressions. Uh, The idea would be to have town meeting outside at Memorial Field. Uh, We would sit far apart. There would be a lot less uh, debate and question than in a normal town meeting. Everything would sort of be done in advance with videos and email submitted questions, Uh, and then the votes would be taken outside uh, on each warrant item. I think also a lot of the sort of less pressing issues would be removed from the warrant. So it would kind of be really focused. So Doug, what's your...
1: They shortened the warrant a lot. Um, I mean, I think it's important for background that there also was a survey that went around to town meeting members about whether town meeting members would be willing to attend a town meeting at Needham High School where we were going to be broken up into 20-something classrooms to keep social distancing. Uh, I was told the survey was not positive in terms of who was interested in attending to that. But probably more important, the Board of Health uh, was most likely going to give it a big thumbs down because we we're all going to be connected to an HVAC system and, and uh, that created some risks. Uh, so uh, Memorial Park was floated on and I believe voted yes yesterday that the plan is right now to hold town meeting, hopefully in a single night with some rain dates uh, in June, starting I think June 8th is the date. Um, but there was still a discussion, as the discussion was when the Needham School was, uh, was uh, surveyed, is could this be done virtually instead in this world of Zoom meetings as we all have adjusted to? Uh, and uh, background on this is that technically, legally, we were all required to have a town meeting once a year to set your annual budget. Uh, there is a possible legislation that would change so that could be done virtually this year. Um, but even in the absence of that, there are some other towns, Brookline, and I think there are at least one or two others that are ignoring this and just doing it virtually anyway.
0: Just ignoring the law and doing it virtually anyway. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, there's been discussions in town leadership over whether I think that uh, most people think that no judge in their right mind would void our town meeting because it had had it virtually in the middle of a pandemic. But, um, for more conservative people, and there are some purists um, in our town that uh, really feel pretty militantly that this should be done in person.
0: um i I was willing to do it indoors in separate rooms. Um, I think you know it's not that different than uh, going into a grocery store or other kinds of places that we are slowly opening up. If people are wearing masks and are sitting far apart but i can understand why a lot of people were uncomfortable with that especially it seems like covid19 is much more contagious when you're indoors than when you're outdoors yeah
1: that's that's the big difference is three hours sitting in a room with the same people and with the hvac system is different than passing someone at the grocery store because you know that is the the greater risk is direct you know direct from one person to another um And when next to close to the same people, Um, but equally, I mean, I could say when, even when you're out in a field, the whole six feet thing is more about passing by someone. But if you're going to be with someone for a long period of time, I think the rule would normally be more than that. You know, there, if you think about an outside town meeting, I mean, there's, there's wind. I mean, will people be sneezing and coughing? Um, And equally, will there be some town meeting members who, exercise their rights to not wear a mask. There's all sorts of things that come up there that um, are interesting.
0: In addition to not wearing a mask, you also unfortunately as you go around town, just yesterday I was in a store where people were wearing the mask pulled down below their nose. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if everyone knows, but like you have to cover your entire <laughs> uh, breathing apparatus, including both your mouth and your nose. Uh, for the mask to be effective. So, there, yeah, yeah, there are a number of ways in which the mask uh, mitigates risk but doesn't completely yeah. eliminate yeah. all risk.
1: It's, it's a tricky thing because sometimes the mask falls down. And, I mean, I do know that there, one of the risks is actually you can infect yourself if you touch something and then touch your face while adjusting your mask. So every time you have to adjust it back up the nose, that's, there's, you know, there's some issues with that too. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's a big can't win <laughs> with all another, of it. Another thing uh,
0: that, that to me is in that can't win category is there is legal permission for the select board to sort of just continue last, the current budget this year into next year to just sort of say like we've had an emergency and we can't hold town meeting. So the budget for this past fiscal year, the one we're in right now will be the budget for next year. And that in a way sounds very appealing, you know, no risk at all. But on the other hand, we're feeling the. We're starting to feel the economic effect. Yeah. Worrying about the future economic effects, and so, like, can we even afford to just roll over this year's budget into next year's budget?
1: Yeah. So theoretically, yes, because I've been told that the current fiscal year was so strong that you know there was going to be it was going to be a record breaking in terms of revenue, and if you think of where the shortfall has taken place, you know, in the past couple of months it may just kind of even itself out. So technically there is enough money to continue uh, last year's budget into next year, but there has to be some pain ahead. I think we all know that there's gonna be some continuance of some of the pain. I think there's a high likelihood we're gonna have some businesses going under, some people who can't pay some bills, um, hotel revenue that we depend on. Right, There's um, about there's 2 million starts. a
0: year. I think that was in the, that was in yeah. the paper. There's about 2 million a year uh, that we get as our town portion of hotel taxes, uh, yeah. which probably is going to be about zero for, uh, for a few months here. Yeah. And
1: and I'm sure, and I'm guessing our health budget is going to go up. They're probably going to have more stuff they're involved in. Um, I don't know about schools, but I would assume that you guys definitely have a lot of changes going on. So, um, personally, I would, I would hope that the town would look in whatever budget we vote on a town meeting would be looking to reduce the budget to make, to basically reduce the pain that we're going to face the, we know we're going to face the following fiscal year, you know, to make some decisions now on reductions. And, uh, finance committee had, uh, their, their first meeting since February last night, a very long meeting. And they were debating just that, you know, um, and it's, you know, the finance committee is, is very split, but they were debating, um, you know, there were some new projects that were approved by the finance committee back in February. Do they, do they rescind those? Um, and then, I mean, the bigger thing is, you know, do they look, are, is there some departments that, you know, we should consider making some cuts? And I know it's hard because town meetings meeting is coming up fast and furious. And the way that I normally does things is lots of meetings and building consensus, um, you know, but um, this, it's a, in my well, opinion, it's a crisis, you know, so it's. Right.
0: It's very, it's, it's tricky because uh, you know, the budget, uh, which is almost $200 million and has many moving parts and it's very complicated, gets put together through this long, long process, you know, with the, with the town manager doing her part and the school committee and the yeah. uh, uh, superintendent doing our side and then moving it forward over multiple weeks where we kind of dig into each piece of it. So on on the one hand, like I think it wouldn't be that hard to kind of make some targeted cuts, like as, as you're suggesting sort of, you know, some new projects that seem that seem less relevant, you know, maybe cut those back. It depends how much you need to cut it back or how far you want to cut it back. Like keeping it a tight budget is one thing, but like going in and really trying to make wholesale changes when it's just weeks away from town meeting seems riskier because you haven't had time to really consider you know, what are the implications and take take the kind of evidence that we usually take over the months that we prepare yep. the normal budget. Yep. So, uh, and that
1: that's very much what the select board prefers. That's what they want to do. They want to wait until the special town meeting and whatever October, November, whenever it is um, to then consider making some cuts at that point, which leads lots of time to, you know, have those meetings and those discussions. And also we'll have better data at that point on what sort of a shortfall we're looking for. Um, But I mean, I just look at it as if it was my family's budget and, you know, we have less money coming in. Um, I wouldn't want to wait five months to cutting back because the longer you wait to cut back, then you have to cut back deeper. Um, So, you know, if we do wait until October, November, then, you know, we'll definitely be facing deeper cuts and also deeper cuts the following year when really the the revenue shortfall is going to really hit.
0: Right, I think it's it's just tricky that you know this. Here we are at the beginning, in the middle of May, and this whole thing has only really been going on in the United States for less than two months. You know, and we're trying to sort of plan. Feels way.
1: Feels way longer.
0: (laughs) I know, but so we're trying to plan for the year that starts in July. Uh, Uh, You know, it's like almost farther away than we've been under uh, COVID-19 here. So, it's. I totally hear you and I know it's going to be worse if we wait longer. But on the other hand, it's sort of hard to know, you know, are we talking about losing revenue of 3%, 5%, or or something much much worse uh you yeah. know if the economic situation gets worse.
1: Yeah. And I mean it, even there's even the the matter of, you know, and 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 I and I praise the town from a human point of view that they've made the decision not to furlough any employees during this. Um But the reality is there are some departments that are less busy than others right now um, and not letting people go but furloughing them for a few months during a time of very frothy government stimulus and, um, and unemployment boosts they may even benefit from and that would give money that we could either invest in things right now like Uh, commercial property tax relief or something for, you know, for some of the businesses that are really hard hit Um, or just, um, you know, money that could go towards maybe some of the things that we're spending more on right now, like board of health or, 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 uh, or safety. Um, But that's, I I just, I guess I'm a fiscal conservative person. So I would, I would rather even right now in the current fiscal year, we, we look at ways of tightening our belt um, and not wait for, down the road where all of a sudden we're in a situation where we're talking about you know, cutting teachers and programs and things that, discussions no one wants to have, so.
0: Yeah, and there's trade-offs in everything. I think so far the stimulus that uh, has been passed at the federal level is, is ma- mainly aimed at the private sector and sort of states and localities are kind of trying to figure out when or if they're gonna see any relief. So one trade-off is you know, if you start furloughing employees, you're, you're hurting the local Economic sector by taking salary away from those people. We aren't really sure where uh, the fill-in comes for local governments or not. So yeah. it is—it is, it is a hard. It, it seems like a hard choice to make when you know we're not, we're not really sure where the what the revenue situation yep. is. And we're not really sure. What the, uh, but
1: it, it it also depends on the level of employee is. because if you are an employee you know, making less than a hundred thousand, which I think is is probably a good chunk of the employees with the current boost in the unemployment where everyone would get their regular unemployment plus an additional $600 a week. um, Some of those people may even come out ahead of a furlough. Um, So the economic impact I would think for those people would be negligible um, while also, you know, strengthening the town's financial situation.
0: Now, what do you, what do you think about, uh, you know, uh, there's been some uh, writing in the Globe recently, I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, <laughs> that, that this whole crisis shows that town meeting is sort of like an unnecessary contrivance, that's not needed, that it's not really democratic, uh, and that it should just be done away with. It didn't strike me that the article was all that persuasive, but were you, what, did, it, did it speak to you at all?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think, it was, I think the headline was more dramatic than the actual article, because when you read the article, they, with very well, poor the research headline, on the their side... Is, the headline yeah.
0: is, coronavirus should put an end to the town meeting. Here's yeah. hoping it's consigned forever to the dust yeah. heap of history.
1: Yes, it's, it's, it's a, it, was, it, was, it was a very nasty headline. And I even think the article, what the article failed to recognize the difference is between open town meeting and elected town meeting because their criticism was open town meeting, is there's a lot of towns where it's open town meeting where when there's the town meeting, citizens show up to vote and every citizen show up. So sometimes like I have a brother who lived in Southborough and when there were major school things being passed or something really controversial, they literally had people filling all the schools in town to do their vote and watch it and and, 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 and speak and, and went, went on and on and on. Um, I mean, I agree. I think that that's you know that was great when you were a town of you know 300 people, but when you're a town of you know 30,000, 60,000, that feels a little silly. But what we're doing, which is representative town meeting, if you think about it, is more like a congress for the town where people elect individuals. Um, I think you could argue, based on the size of our town, maybe there are too many town meeting members, Um, (laughs) and I think it's disappointing how what small percentage of the town votes and deciding who those people are. Um, But still, the town citizens are given the opportunity to choose people to represent their views. Um, So to have 240 people meeting in a town of 30,000 people um, seems reasonable once or or twice a year.
0: And I think a key thing is that, you know, because you're in town meeting as a responsibility and as an elected official, you are more aware of the issues and the context and uh, all the information involved in making the decisions year after year, decade after decade in many cases, yeah. you know, beyond, beyond just an open town meeting where someone can show up one year, one time because one thing was interesting to them and, and vote on a whole host of things that they are not familiar with. So I do think the representative town meeting uh, brings a more informed uh, electorate to the town meeting.
1: Yeah. I mean, and equal, but equally you can get into the same discussions about term limits and, You know whether whether people you know become less you know less representative of the citizens as time goes, but in my opinion, it's still a much better solution, and it's up to the citizens in that situation to elect new people if they don't feel they're being represented um, by those individuals. So yeah, it's um I'm I'm fine with it. Um, I'd love to go back just to kind of the the debate again about town meeting in person versus virtual. Um, because this is it's a it's yeah. a really important discussion. Um and you know, the concern with uh virtual is technologically challenged people, um, which you know there are some, you know, there are definitely some older people on town meeting and having gone through challenges trying to trying to get Zoom to work for my mom while remote uh getting Zoom to work for my mom unsuccessfully and very aggravatingly trying to do tech support on that. I, I understand that. Um, But I think you can contrast that with the individuals that represent one of the high-risk groups that may not want to attend a town meeting for a few hours, surrounded by 200 people at Memorial Park. Um, I feel like So this, this on both sides of it.
0: This article in The Globe that was calling for the elimination of town meeting then brought a bunch of letters. Uh, it's mostly in favor of keeping town meeting. But one thing it did that made me a little jealous was a bunch of the people who wrote in about how great their town meetings were talked about how they have electronic voting systems in their town yeah. meeting, which Needham does not have. And yep. in Needham's case, whenever we have a close vote, we have to do a hand counted vote, which takes a long time. Yes. Uh, and really slows down the process. So, you know, I think your point is particularly well made in Needham where we have no experience in our town meeting with any form of even electronic voting. So so we're sort of like two, two, three steps behind trying to do sort of a virtual voting town meeting because I think, you know, the average age is probably pretty high and we do not have necessarily, we haven't built that sort of tech literacy into our town meeting that some other towns that have these electronic voting systems may have. It's sort of a smaller uh, shift for them than it would be for us.
1: And, and And the town has been opposed to any technology. I'm told the that you know the town doesn't even like when town meeting members talk about things in advance of the town meeting that's not in the spirit that we're all supposed to show up and hear the debate and then debate that night and not debate it separate. Um, and I was told that if I, I I was debating at one point setting up a Facebook group of town meeting members. And I was told that that there were going to be people that greatly opposed that, you know. But I just thought it would be a helpful way for us to share information, right? You know, as a as a warrant's coming up, you know, to have discussions. But um, it seems like there's a lot of things that you know could be done around technology with town meeting that um, would benefit the citizens as well as the town meeting members. So
0: maybe someone should have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, I thought we, I thought we were that podcast,
0: but well, I am. I'm just joking. We okay, could,
1: we could have a separate one all about technology at town meeting, but my guess <laughs> is that my guess <laughs> is that would uh, that would have a very very limited uh, listener uh, group that would care about that.
0: All right. Well, let's wrap up today's discussion. Where, as usual, we have not solved any issues, but we have nope. discussed them and hopefully uh, elucidated them for the listeners.
1: Excellent. So, um, thank you so much for being patient with us while we took our hiatus. I hope this is a Nice taste of what we can bring to the needed community, and we hope to be doing these more regularly um, now that things are becoming semi-normal, or what should we say the new normal, I
0: guess. The new normal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next time in the new normal, uh, I'm Aaron Pressman.
1: And I am Doug Fox.
0: Thanks so much for joining us. Stay uh, safe and positive out there.